Hey, everybody. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. I have a book that just came out on Amazon.com called Digital Labor, The Coming Demise of a White Collar Worker. This book is talking about how software is going to be replacing knowledge workers in our industry at a very rapid pace. This book is addressed for people who are interested in the future job market and what to do about it. So please check it out on Amazon. We look forward to your feedback now. Let's go listen to the show. We're now putting software everywhere. And it's now starting to perform the work. And it, it, it can do some things today, more things tomorrow. And in the next few years, it'll, it'll really far exceed what you think it can do. You're listening to the audio companion series for Digital Labor, The Coming Demise of the White Collar Worker with author Thomas Young and Kieran Bajwa. Hi, everyone. This is Karen Bajwa. Welcome back to our special podcast companion series around our book that just came out, Digital Labor, The Coming Demise of the White Collar Worker. I'm in the studio today with Tom Young. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the studio. Hi, Karen. Hey. So today we're going to take a look at Chapter 1. Um, Tom, uh, well, we wanted to just take a couple of minutes for our listeners, yep. um, ask you a couple questions about Chapter 1 so that the listeners can get a feel for what to expect in the book. Absolutely. And the title is? Digital Labor, The Coming Demise no, of the White Collar Worker. I'm talking about the, the Chapter 1 title. Oh, what is digital labor? There you go. We are getting there. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, could you define for our listeners what digital labor is? Yeah. So we uh, one of the th it's it's a it's a term of art that you know sort of I I I coined. I'm sure other people are using it, but you know we I got a trademark around this when I decided to do this book when I was working at IPsoft, and we were. I was a consultant there for the the C-suite, and I was working for the CEO who wrote the foreword to the book, um, Chayton Dubay. But anyway, so I want to contrast digital labor versus analog labor. So mm -hmm. and it's and we use the terms digital and analog to to connote the difference. Analog would be humans doing the the work, so human labor right. was analog labor, and digital labor was software performing the work. And what we talk about in the book is. That the, a, a lot of the automation you're seeing out in the marketplace today is software just replacing routine tasks. So that, that can be all kinds of different things that are happening out there. Where, you know, if you think in the most simple way, if you're familiar with, like, say, a word macro or a pro, a, a program that you invoke that uh, does certain things, it could be something simple in your home, like uh, Alexa, turn off the lights. The Alexa goes in and you can, it'll turn off the lights if you set that up and you don't have to do that anymore. Uh, if you think of the Roomba, yep. you know, those vacuum robots that go around, they vacuum your house or a floor in your house uh, without you having to do it. So these are forms of, of, of automation of labor, but they're physical in nature. But when software starts doing it, it happens at a very different pace. So think of like uh, TurboTax software performing the work of accountants, as an example. Awesome. And one of the big examples you talk about in the book is Netflix. And I'm not sure if we want to get into the Netflix example, but I would love to hear your thoughts on, so in the news this morning, um, this big company, UK travel agency, Thomas Cook, right. just went under. Yeah. Is that also a similar example as to what happened with Blockbuster and Netflix? Yeah, so I mean, Thomas Cook's a UK-based travel company. It's been around for over a hundred years. 
Um, and a lot of the, the members, you know, people in the UK use the service to, to do curated travel, book their flights, hotels, et cetera, vacation packages. And uh, they just couldn't compete anymore with the likes of Expedia, Kayak, and some of these other websites that were sort of a, a digital replacement to their offices that they had in the UK where it was an old style travel agency. Now the U.S. had already pretty much purged uh, travel. It's 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 very little left with, compared to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. You used to have to, like, if you're going to go on a cruise, you had to go down to the local travel agent and book that. And you're going to, especially if you're going to go to a, a foreign country, you would always go to the travel agent. And they would help you do things. Now you do it all online, and so they had to change their business models. And you know, Thomas Cook was probably slow to change that, and they were seeking financing over the weekend. It fell through. And uh, so they went up. I think they stranded, I read, 150,000 travelers because they literally ceased operations this morning. It's massive. But you see, you know, again, software just replacing what people used to do. And another another term we use somewhere, I don't, I don't think we introduced it in chapter one, but it's this notion of human middleware where people are taking information in an office environment, they're processing it, and then they're going into another system. and. And, and you know, putting in an order or checking order status or updating shipping information or or reconciling data, that stuff is now being done by advanced software, and it's done fat, better, faster, cheaper. So we talk about this notion, and digital labor is really meant to connote software doing the work of people. And you also talk about in chapter one digital labor coming in multiple forms. So in the form of task automation to the orchestration of multiple tasks um, to AI. Right. Can you just touch on that briefly? Yeah. So um, so task automation has been around for a while, right? So I, you know, if you think of like a word macro, it just you do something and it'll run five or six different things for you, and it, it'll say format a page or put footers and headers. Or might set up something for you in, in Word. Same thing in a, a, a macro in Excel, if you use those kind of things, if you're an office worker. But any kind of uh, simple task automation, I used Alexa with the lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the base level of automation. What you're seeing now, the next level is the orchestration. So I take four or five of those tasks and combine them with software invoking all these things together. So it's the orchestration of multiple tasks. And that is where you start to get some real impact. So this is where you're seeing in the market today, the robotic process automation is really about that level of automation. It's taking multiple automations and sticking them together. So you have firms like UiPath, and which has a valuation last I read about seven and a half billion dollars. It's crazy. Crazy, yeah. And these are these are firms that really just started in the last couple of years. Uh, automation anywhere is like three or four billion, and 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 they were. When we looked at them, they had just a couple hundred employees a few years ago, and now they're off to the races because these software programs have a tremendous capability, and there's a lot of them out there. Those are just the two big ones. Wow. But yeah, then and then the, the introduction of AI is you know for AI to really work well, you need a lot of data, mm. right? And because that's how the machine learning works, it, it it feeds off the data. Once I start to automate these things, it creates a tremendous amount of digital exhaust or capability for the AI to look at what's happening. Imagine if I have a person performing at work, I know little about what they're doing. I know when they started work, when they stopped work, and I know some of the few things that they're working on, 
But think of if software is performing the work, it can pull up all kinds of stuff. So for example, if you have um, cameras in your house, so if you have a ring doorbell, yep. uh, the ring doorbell could be turned on to track everything, not just when someone rings the doorbell, it could look at everything. So it could all of a sudden tell you every time a car drives down the street and in which direction, at what speed, what kind of model, uh, the frequency of the cars, the timing, and then show you all kinds of data. If you had a doorman performing what a ring doorbell, you wouldn't get that kind of information. Right. And so this is where the AI ties into it and where you start to see this accelerating benefit of, of digital deployments in a form of digital labor. It, and is one example of that also how um, when shoppers go to Whole Foods, um, which is now bought by Amazon, could Amazon be tracking their movements, their purchasing habits? Could that be a form as well? Yeah, uh, it, it's... All of oh, the, the above. above. Okay. I, I mean, for the avoidance of doubt, Amazon's tracking everything you're doing. Yeah, I just want the listeners to get a yeah. sense of uh, uh, the magnitude. And you see, you you can see it in uh, your social media feeds. You talk about something in front of uh, one of these devices, it'll be in your feeds oh, yeah. within hours. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at uh, purchasing some advertising uh, for this book on Facebook. And we were, we were looking at the ability to target audiences based on what they are, who they are, what they talk about, what their interests are. And I was amazed at the back end data segmentation that they have. But all this That's exists because we're now putting software everywhere. Yeah. And it's now starting to perform the work. And it, it, it can do some things today, more things tomorrow. And in the next few years, it'll, it'll really far exceed what you think it can do. Cool. Um, one last uh, question I have before we wrap up this chapter. Um, so you touch on in the book um, these this concept of waves. Yeah. So that the, all this you know the stuff and the progression of the waves. Can you just uh, explain to people what the wave? Yeah. So when we introduce the topic of digital labor, we we talk about the visible impacts of that labor. So the first one, the first wave, is the, what we call the primary wave is if I'm able to figure out how to deploy the software, I get the work output better, faster, cheaper. Mm -hmm. Now it's not without its issues, right? Because if it only takes part of your job, I'm left with sort of a, you know, I only save four hours a day. What do I, if I can't fill that up with useful time, it creates an issue, but let's, let's take that to the next level. The primary wave does things better, faster, cheaper. And we introduced this thing called the zero concept where you see zero cycle times, zero defects, and zero cost. The second wave is the consequential benefits. And you brought up um, Amazon and Whole Foods. Once I start to have software do everything, so I'm, I'm, I'm now using software to do my online shopping, it's tracking everything I'm looking at, I'm considering. It can look at your eyeballs in terms of where you're focused on the page based on a lot of different things, including access to your camera that you may not know about. Um, it's looking at everything, and it's taking that, and then it's targeting the marketing to you. And so the, the consequential benefits are in wave two. And wave two takes about says, I'm going to exploit all the digital exhaust that comes off the first wave and exploit it. I'm going to sell data about you. That's, a, that's what Google's business is. That's what Facebook's business is. You don't charge for Facebook. Right. But they're worth $500 billion, Who knows what they're worth? Yeah. They're worth everything. They're just, it's incredible. But it's about selling people's digital exhaust. So it's a tremendous business. The third wave, and this is what we talk about later in the book, is the, is the transformative wave. It's now that I have software defining what I do, 
I can now change what the business model is. And, and so this is what Netflix did. They used to, they competed with Blockbuster in a digital way and then ultimately became a, a movie studio. So they're spending, yeah. last I heard, $15 billion on original content. Yeah, it's, they You know, when they put Blockbuster out of business, they weren't worth $15 billion as a company. Now they spend 15 a year on original content and they're one of the dominant studios in Hollywood. So that third wave is the transformative wave and it can be anything, but it's reimagining your whole business model. Great. Well, thank you very much. Um, so we invite listeners um, to visit Amazon.com, Digital yeah. Labor, The Coming Demise of the White Collar Worker. And also you can check out um, DigitalLaborBook.com as well. Well, yep. thanks, Tom. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen to our next episode on Chapter 2, Knowledge Worker Automation.